It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live.
Good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome each of you to E3 Ministries Real Talk, where we come together every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm so glad to be back with you another week as we continue our discussion on the spiritual disciplines of life. Again, my name is Minister Tamika Brown, and it is a blessing and honor to be back with each of you as we continue this discussion. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We bless your holy and righteous name just for another opportunity, God, to come into your presence to learn more about you. We bless you this day and give you honor, God, because you've been so good. You've been so kind. And, God, we ask you right now to open the minds, open the hearts of your people, God, that as your word goes forth, they'll receive it, they'll hear it, and you will minister to them, Lord God, as you as you, what you would have to be released will we'll speak to each of them the way that you desire to be to speak to them in each of their lives. Now speak to their hearts, open their minds to receive the word that will go forth. We bless your holy name. We ask your Holy Spirit to fall afresh upon this line, remove every distraction, remove anything that would hinder or block what you would have to be released that would cause hindrance or block it. Remove it right now in the name of Jesus that your spirit rests freely on this line. They would speak, it would minister, will go to deep down beyond the bone and the marrow, speak to the hearts and the minds of your people. We thank you, we praise you, and we give you glory. Holy Spirit, have your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Again, my name is Minister Tamika Brown, and this is Real Talk, a Christian-based Bible study. We come together every Sunday evening. I want to read our scriptures for this series. The first one is coming from coming from I'm sorry, First Timothy chapter four, starting at verse seven. First Timothy chapter four, starting at verse seven and eight. But have nothing to do with worldly fables, fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For body godliness, for body discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promises for the present life and also for the life to come. That was First Timothy chapter four, seven and eight. And also, we're going to also the second scripture is First Corinthians chapter nine, twenty-six and twenty-seven. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. And that was 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 27 and 28, and 1 Timothy chapter 4, 7 and 8. And tonight we want to continue our discussion on the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life. We started last week talking about prayer, and we're going to continue talking about prayer tonight. And so it's last night, I mean, I'm sorry, last week, we talked about some things to consider as we contemplate the quality of our prayer life. There are a few things to consider. 
as we contemplate the quality of our prayer lives. The first one is God hears our prayers and answers them. God hears our prayers and answers them. And the scripture is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and 12. The second thing to consider is God promise, promises that the prayers of righteous men and women can accomplish great things, James five sixteen, And the last thing that we talked about last week for things to consider is God invites us to be still and to feel his presence. God invites us to be still and to feel his presence, Psalms 46, 10. And so I was reading about the value and the power of prayer, and I want to continue reading about that. So it says, so pray. Start praying early. Pray in the early morning and keep praying until you fall off to sleep at night. We talked about last night, excuse me, last week about the importance of how we need to pray constantly. Pray throughout the day. Not only when you wake up in the morning, but as you go throughout your day, you need to be praying and seeking God and asking him, seeking him for great and small matters. Even the small things that you don't think are that big, you need to bring it to God. You need to bring everything to God before you do it, every decision, every choice you have to make. You need to bring it to the Lord and seek him for what he would have you to do so that you can stay on the right path that he has for you. So you pray about this matters great and small and be watchful for the answer that God most assuredly sends your way. And know that the way that God answers us sometimes is yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's maybe, sometimes it's wait. But God's going to answer us. So we need to be watchful for the, for the way he desires to answer, not the way we think. We need to say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to answer, but I believe that you hear and you answer every prayer, and I ask that you show me and to show me and reveal to me, God, how what you have me to be to do and help me watchful for the way that you desire to answer. And thank God in advance for the blessings. Thank God in advance for the how he's going to answer it. Give him praise in advance that he is going to answer your prayer. And when he answers, you're going to recognize because God's going to have you. When you record, when when God answers that prayer, you're going to be able to recognize because you, God's going to remember and bring out your remembrance and show you that's the answer to a prayer, something you've been praying and asking for. You're going to recognize that's coming from God and know that God has answered and, and he has sent that prayer request and answered it the way he desired to answer it. Amen. And so daily prayer and meditation are a matter of will and habit. We talked about how we have to, just as we read the Bible, we have to make it a habit. We have to go against our fleshly desire, what our flesh wants, and do it God's will and do it his way. So we want to please God and do what he would have us to do and make it a habit. Make it something that you know you have to do. Understand it's not just an option. It's a necessity in order to live and truly live uh, the spiritual disciplines of the Christian life. And as we talked about as, as disciplines of spiritual life earlier, we talked about how it's going to take time, it's going to take effort, it's going to take you 
spending that time, putting that time forth, making that sacrifice to do these disciplines and apply them to your life. Because if you want it, you want it bad enough to get, you want to draw closer and closer to God, you're going to spend the time, put the effort and the work in so that you can get go closer to him and know him more. To put that first of your desire, your goal, that you do whatever you have to do to, to know him more, to become closer and become more and more like him. Amen. And understand it's a necessity in order to truly live out the Christian life God has for each one of us. It says, when you organize your day to include quiet moments with God, you'll soon discover that no time is more precious than the silent moments you spend with him. So when you organize your day to include quiet moments with God, you'll soon discover that no time is more precious than the silent moments you spend with him. So these times we get before God in prayer and spend time praying and coming to God and communicating with our Heavenly Father, it's so precious. And I can testify because as I have my quiet time every morning, it's just a precious time where God just speaks to me. He ministers to me. He calms my fears. He calms my doubts. He he calms the emotions and all those thoughts that are going through my head, and, and he helps me to see it, to clearly to see things his way, and to help me to be able to get through the things and to and to um, face the challenges, the things that will come through the day, to see it through his eyes, and to be able to get through it with him leading and guiding and directing me in the way that I need to go. So these quiet times are so precious. And I encourage you to spend those times, quiet times with the Lord, just allowing him to minister and speak to you. Because he wants to show you so many things. You've got to spend the time and make the time and understand that it is, it is a, it's necessary. It's necessary in order for you to truly live out the Christian life that God has for you, for each of us. And it says the quality of your spiritual life will be in direct proportion to the quality of your prayer life. So the quality of your spiritual life will be in direct proportion to the quality of your prayer life. So do yourself a favor. Instead of turning things over in your mind, turn them over to God in prayer. And that's a good thing to know because we have so many things that we have to deal with so many things that come up in our lives, so many burdens, so many issues, so many problems that arise, stresses, worries, anxieties. And what happens sometimes, we hold on to those things, and we just keep turning in our mind, figuring out how we can do this, how how it's going to all work out, what we can do to try to fix the problem, to try to, to, um, to try to fix it, to make it better. And it's, and we keep turning that in our mind. We keep getting worried, anxious, and all that stuff is building up. But this is telling us, so instead of allowing all that to turn in your mind, turn all that over to God. Because the Bible tells us that cast our cares upon him, for he cares about us. Cast every care, every concern to the Lord. Turn them over to God in prayer. Leave it there. And when we talk about leaving our cares in God's hands, it means you leave it there. Don't try to pick it up. Don't say, 
I'm leaving it there and then pick it back up again and start worrying. No, leave it there. Keep going forward and ask God to help you to see and to show you what he would have you to do. And ask God to give you that peace to help you to keep your mind stayed on him, that you can focus and do the task that he desires for you to do. Because the enemy wants to throw distractions, worry, anxiety, fear. All those things are distractions to try to keep you all focused on what God is wanting you to do at that moment. So you got to give that over to God, leave in his hands, and keep moving and completing the task that God has put upon your hands to do. So it says, instead of worrying about your next decision, ask God to lead the way. Instead of worrying about your next decision, ask God to lead the way. Don't limit your prayers to meals or bedtime. Pray constantly because God is listening and he wants to hear from you. God is listening. God hears your prayers. He hears every concern. And he wants to hear from you. He wants you to he wants each of us to be in constant communication with him. That's what prayer is being in constant communication with him, thanking him, praising him, asking, seeking him, looking to him, asking for forgiveness, coming before him, confessing. God wants us to do it. He wants to hear from us constantly at all times with everything, no matter how big or small, he wants to hear from each one of us because he cares about us so much. He cares about each of us so deeply. We need to have that constant communication with God in order to know what to do, in order to know him more. We've got to spend time in prayer. Amen. And it says he wants to hear from you, and without question, we need to hear from him. So just as we, God wants to hear from each one, from he wants to hear from us, and we need to make sure that we are listening so that we can hear from him. I mean, being still, being quiet. And once you have prayed, once you have given over to God and you've asked him, you're still, you're quiet, and you're saying, Lord, I'm listening. Your servant is listening, and listen to what God shows and reveals to you. Spend time listening and, and being still before him so he can speak to you after you have asked him for what to do, how to handle it, and as you lifted the things up to prayer to him. Amen. And I'm going to read some quotes. Um, The first one is from Jim Cimbala. It says, you don't need fancy words or religious phrases. Just tell God the way it really is. That's me being honest with God, being real, telling him what you're feeling and telling him how, what's going on, telling him what you're going through. Just be honest. Tell him the good, the bad, the ugly, the things that sound horrible, the things that you've done. Just tell God the way it really is. I'm trying to put fancy words. Be real about it and be truthful because God already knows. He already knows everything about it. He already knows what's going on. He wants us to be honest and tell him what is going on so he so he can just minister to us and, and be real. Be real before the Lord. That's what prayer is. We're in constant communication, con- having a conversation with our Heavenly Father about everything that's going on in our lives. He wants to hear it. 
Tony's here. He wants to hear what you're going through. He needs, he wants you to speak to us in ministry. He wants, he wants to show you and give you direction, but you've got to go come before him, be honest and be real and be truthful before the Lord. And this is a values for life. It says prayer strengthens our relationship with God. Prayer strengthens our relationship with God. Beth Moore writes, prayer keeps us in constant communion with God, which is the goal of our entire believing life. It is up to each of us to live and pray accordingly. So Beth Moore writes, prayer keeps us in constant communication with communion with God which is the goal of our entire believing life. It's up to each of us to live and pray accordingly. So that means that once God has shown and revealed to us and as we have prayed, we need to be obedient and do what God has said and do it his way as as he leads and guides us after he has told us what to do. Obedience is critical as well. So it says, and the next quote is, we must understand that the only ones who prepare themselves for prayer adequately, adequately are those who are so impressed with God's majesty that they can be free from all earthly worries and afflictions. John Calvin. And it says, we must understand that the only ones who prepare themselves for prayer adequately are those who are so impressed with God's majesty that they can be free from all earthly worries and affliction. John Calvin wrote that quote. And it says, this is 1 Peter 3.12, this is the King James Version. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And that was First Peter 3.12. This quote is from K. Author. Are you weak, weary, confused, troubled, pressured? How is your relationship with God? Is it held in a place of priority? I believe the greater the pressure, the greater you need for time alone with him. That's powerful. Are you weak, weary, confused, troubled, pressured? How is your relationship with God? Is it held in the place of priority? I believe the greater the pressure, the greater you need for time alone with him. And that quote is from Kay Alter. And that is so true that sometimes we get weak, we get weary, we get troubled, we get confused. And we need to ask ourselves, have we spent that time with the Lord? Have we come before and have we released those anxieties, those troubles? Are we holding on to something? Do we need to get before the Lord? Have we have we not spent that time with him like we should this day, or have we missed a couple of days? We need to ask ourselves that when we start feeling this way and ask God to show us and, if, and then say, and get before the Lord and spend that time alone with him so he can minister and release all that to him so he can take that burden off and, and so we're not holding on to it. But you can feel the peace and know that he is working it out and he's answering your prayer. Now, he's taking the pressure off of what he's giving you direction and clarity for what you need to do for those situations that maybe cause confusion or weariness or trouble or pressure in your life. Amen. And that quote was from Kay Arthur. 
The next one is from Maria T. Freeman. When you ask God to do something, don't ask timidly. Put your whole heart into it. When you ask God to do something, don't ask timidly. Put your whole heart into it. And that's Maria T. Freeman. And then the next last quote is from Martin Luther. Martin Luther says, it says, as it is the business of tailors to make clothes and cobblers to make shoes, so is the business of Christians to pray. Powerful. As is the business of tailors to make clothes and cobblers to make shoes, so is the business of, business of Christians to pray. And those are quotes. That was from Martin Luther. And I'm going to read a few scriptures, and then we'll discuss a little bit more. Then we'll continue on the spirit discipline prayer next week. But this um, scripture is from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in everything. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Pray constantly. Pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now it's First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. The next one is Joel two thirty two, and it says, "It will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered, and it will come about that whoever, whoever." Calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Hallelujah. Joel 2.32. And then the next one is Mark 11.24, which reads, Whatever, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you received it and it will be yours. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Mark 11.24. And the last one is Philippians 4, 6. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. I mean, don't worry. Don't stress. Don't be anxious for nothing. God is in control of everything. Don't be worrying and fretting and stressing. Be anxious about nothing. For nothing is too hard for our God. God can do all things. God can fix every problem. When you call on the name of Jesus, he's there. He's already made a way. When you acknowledge that you need him to be in the, be in the midst, and when you lift it up to him, you got to believe that he is already there. So there's no need to be anxious. There's no need to worry and fret. You be anxious for nothing, the scripture says. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, meaning I want you given to him, thank God that he's working out. Thank God that he's making a way. Thank God for the answer to the prayer. Thank God in advance. And let your request be made known to God. And that's Philippians 4, 6. So I would encourage you to read those scriptures throughout the week. And I want to... Um, read them off again. First Thessalonians five sixteen 
17 and 18, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. The second one was Joel 2, 32. The third one was Mark 11, 24. And the fourth one was Philippians 4, 6. Amen. And I want to talk a little more about developing a passion for prayer. Developing a passion for prayer. We'll just start on this, um, and then we'll continue next week. The scripture it starts off with is Psalms 5.3, Psalms 5.3. And I'm referencing the book called Life Management for Busy Women, Elizabeth George, Living Out God's Plans with Passion and Purpose. So Psalms 5.3 says, My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you, and I will look up. So that means that when you wake up in the morning, you lift up your voice and direct your prayers to God, and you look up to him for the answer. You look to him for guidance. look to him for direction. You look to him to know what to do. That was Psalms 5.3. It says, whenever I teach on the spiritual life and the disciplines that assist us in our desire to draw nearer to God, I like to share this thought from John Flavo, a 17th century English clergyman who loved to teach and write about practical religion and piety. Observed duties maintain our credit, but secret duties maintain our lives. This is from an English clergyman who loved to teach and write about practical religion and piety. Observed duties maintain our credit, but secret duties maintain our life. It says, certainly we've been learning the We've been learning the reading and studying of God's word is a secret duty that maintains our life and beloved, so is prayer. Prayer is one more privilege and responsibility and secret duty we have as Christians. It is a privilege because our relationship with God as his children and his, and his responsibility and a duty because of the many commands in scripture that call us to a life of faithful prayer. So I'll say it again, is a privilege because of our relationship with God as his children and as a responsibility and a duty because of the many commands in Scripture that call us to a life of faithful prayer. Because we can look in the Bible, we can find many Scriptures talk about prayer, the importance of prayer, when Jesus prayed, when disciples prayed, when people prayed and asked God for help. There's many, many, many passages that we could reference uh, and read about the importance of prayer refined in the word of God. And it's a privilege to be able to come to our Father and pray and know that God has and he will answer every prayer that we lift up, every request that we lift up to him. Um, So it says, our call to prayer. No one could ever, no one could ever read the Bible and not notice its emphasis on prayer. From the opening pages of the Bible to its closing chapter, the men and women of faith are seen and heard crying out to God. Indeed, whole prayers are recorded for us word for word. In the Bible, God tells us to call unto him, Jeremiah 33, 3, to ask of him, James 1, 5, and to seek him, Matthew 7, 7. He also tells us to withdraw from others and to enter into our closet, a secret chamber, a room, or a place alone 
and to pray to our Father in secret. Matthew 6, 6. I'm sure you can think of many more commands to pray that come to us from God himself through his word. For now, though, let's consider five feet prayer accomplishes in our heart and life. So I'm going to stop there for tonight, and we'll pick up on the five feet of sweet prayer accomplished in our hearts and our life. But the, as we read, this talk about our call to prayer, that the Bible has many passages where men and women are crying out to God, and then the Bible, God tells us to call unto him, Jeremiah 33, to ask him, James 1, 5, and to seek him. Call him, ask him, and seek him. We need to come to him in prayer, calling on him, asking of him, and to seek him with our whole heart, knowing that he will answer us, that he will show us, that he will reveal it to us, and go before him and have that quiet time, withdraw from the, all the noise and get in our secret place and pray to our Father. It's critical that we do that in each of our lives as we talk about the spiritual discipline of prayer. Amen. I'm going to stop there tonight and we'll pick up on, as I said, the five feet of prayer accomplished in our hearts and our lives next week. But I thank God for each one of you. I pray that this teaching has encouraged you and ministered to you and spoke to you. And even those who will listen to this call in the days ahead, who will listen to the recording, I pray you'll be blessed that God will speak to you and minister to you as well. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you and praise you for this blessed time that you have ordained, that you have predestined. And, God, we ask you, Lord God, to speak to your people, God. We thank you right now that you're stirring their passion for prayer, Lord, to know you more, to, to do what you have called them to do. We thank you they're going to take these disciplines and take the time and effort because they want to know you. They desire to know you. And they're keeping that for front in their mind to want to know you more, God. They're going to do whatever they have to do, make the sacrifice, spend the time, and make a habit, and put aside their will that they may say, your will be done, that they would do the things that you would desire for them. I thank you right now as they seek you, as they come before you, as they spend that time in prayer this week, God, I thank you. You're going to minister. You're going to speak. You're going to show them things. You're going to give them a revelation as they leave things at your feet, God. You're going to release release the burdens. You're going to take the load off. I thank you and I praise you in advance, God, that you're answering every prayer, every need, every concern. Even right now, we declare and decree it is already done in the name of Jesus. We bless you and we praise you. And we give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise. Have your way in the lives of your people, God, and minister to them even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank each of you again. I want to thank each person with this call in the future. And I just thank God for you. I pray that you will continue to grow and apply these disciplines. And as you do, God's going to show you, reveal, and just open your mind and give you new revelation, clarity, and going to speak to you in mighty, mighty ways. And going to minister to you and reveal things to you, lead and guide you as you spend that time in prayer and desire to know him more. And I pray that each of you would join E3 Ministries back next Sunday at 7 p.m. for a real talk where we'll come together again and continue talking about the disciplines of a spiritual, of a Christian life, the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life. God bless each one of you. My name is Minister Tamika Brown.
And please go to the website at www.eegp3.com, www.eegp3.com for as many events and things coming up in the months ahead. And continue to check out the website and see the upcoming events and all that's going on each week. God bless you. Tell others. And I pray that you'll join us. Ethan Ministries back next week for Real Talk. Have a blessed night. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.